0: Good morning, good morning, Rabotai, and welcome to your second class of the day. <laughs> Breakfast in the class dedicated in loving memory of Adele Malle, a.l.a. Shalom Lili Nishmat Bad sponsored by her son Albert Malle, and the week of Colbrew sponsored by David E. Ash in honor of you and your substantial capacity to do good today and every day. My friends, I want to read you one beautiful line asher titenli, and everything that you give me, everything that you give me, I will I will tithe, I will surely tithe for you. Now we've talked about this a few times already, sorry? 90-10 is a great deal, 90-10 is a great 90, 10. 90 10 is a good deal, that is, that's a good deal. And Hashem is shopping, the right. He said, Hashem shopping around and he couldn't get better than that though. <laughs> that's, a, that's the Hazid here. Okay. So what's amazing to me is that um, there's a machloket and we've described this machloket a couple of times already. There's a machloket, a, a disagreement amongst the poskim where we learn the law of giving 10% to charity from. One uh, idea is that we learn the law of, uh, of ma'asir. Where do we learn it from? We learn it from the ma'asir the that a person has to give from his field. Okay? And if you learn maaser from that place, from the fact that you have to give maaser on your tibuah, okay? That halakha, the Mepfarshim, the Rishonim already say, means that the only maaser you're allowed to give is to poor people. So if maaser ksafim, if giving 10% of your cash, of your, not agriculture, you know, not the 10th animal that comes through the pen, okay? Giving 10% is 10% of the money in the register. 10% of the money from, you got from your stocks. 10% of the money that you earned uh, you know, in, uh, on a great deal in a building. Ma'aser safim, where does that come from? It comes from ma'aser Behema. Then it can only be given to poor people. Why? Because there, the pasuk tells you it has to go to ani, to a poor person. So let's say I want to build a synagogue. Everybody knows you're allowed to give ma'aser to the shul you're allowed to give ma'aser to a yeshiva, you're allowed to give ma'aser to a mikveh, right? All these things are charitable donations that you're allowed to give your 10% to. But if you learn ma'aser from there, you're not allowed to give it to that. It's only if it's relevant to a poor person. That's not a donation to a poor person. And therefore, it would not count towards your ma'aser. However, if you learn ma'aser from here, aser a'aserenu lach, anything that I earn, the asher anything you give me I say ashenu lach who does Yaakov say he's going to give it to? to who? who's lach? Hashem. to God which means to anything which is spiritual anything that belongs to Hashem any mitzvah is relevant sorry? it's a good question but lach and lach are interchangeable but no no not necessarily lach is not uh, always female not true okay? now I want to point this out This is so important, okay? Ready for this? Really, really, so, so, so important. Why am I raising this halakhic question? First of all, you should just know, I get asked this question all the day, all the time. Generally, Ashkenazim hold, like the Ramah, that you're allowed to give maaser to anything spiritual. He brings in the halakha, a person's allowed to give maaser to the candles that they used to light in the synagogue. You want to pay the electric bill or the shul? No problem. Fadal. That's a uh, maaser worthy. Okay? That's what the Ramah writes. Okay? Ash sefaradim were always a little bit more makbid on maaser because the poskim that we relied on learned it from maaser tvu'ah, which is only for a poor person, only for ani. So the hatam Sofer rules, lahalakha, that even if that's the case, a person can say, repeat after me, repeat after me. Repeat after me. <laughs> You do, uh, what's it called? I, I, I don't have the two judges with me. You do what's called hatarat nedarim. You do hatarat nedarim. And then, after you matir the neder that you're going to give that money in this way, you're allowed to give it to anything. Okay, that was a fantastic psak halakha, a ruling in halakha that allows a person, even if that was the, the, what their minhag was, to shift now and give them ma'asad to anyone. My rabbi always pointed out, that when you give money to a yeshiva, you're also giving money to the poor. Why? Because there are students in the yeshiva that don't pay full tuition. They get from the yeshiva, what do they get? They get a, a discount. They get a, a, a scholarship. That scholarship has to be paid by someone. So my ma'aser to a yeshiva is not only aser asren to you, God, it's also to poor people. A synagogue, who, who's supposed to support the synagogue? Everyone who comes to it. Now some people, they go up to the Torah, they give ba'in yafad, they give in a nice way. Some people are pillars of the shul, they put their name on the wall of the synagogue, Hazaku Baruch, wonderful thing that they're doing, they're supporting the community. But there's many people who come to the synagogue and they can't afford, and they want to pray, and they want to eat in the synagogue breakfast. What did the shul do? The shul fed people. Kiddush on Shabbat morning. I have this conversation all the time with some people in the shul. They say, oh, this guy came to shul after the sla was over. He came only for the kiddush. What is that? We shouldn't let them in. And I think to myself, what are you talking about? Okay, the guy didn't come to pray. But he came and he ate kosher food on Shabbat. He had, number one, a seudat Shabbat. Number two, you fed someone who was hungry. If that's such a bad thing, let's go have a conversation with Avraham Avinu and tell him we're not interested in Achnas Alorchim, we're not interested in feeding the hungry, right? It's crazy. <laughs> what, what it, right? This is a, this is one of the core values of the Jewish people. Now, I'm not saying we have to turn the synagogue into a soup kitchen, right? I'm not saying that. But at the same time, you know, if you have mixed in a few people here and there, you know, it's not the end of the world. And when a person is giving money then to the synagogue, not only are they giving to a spiritual value, they're also giving to sustain and to support people that don't have the money, people that are poor. So uh, in general, most expenses that a person would give to with regards to the halakha of ma'aser, along with it being a spiritual expense, it is also a, uh, a expense uh, which is which relates to, to anim. Now I want to continue on with this idea. What is this call? asher titen li aser aasrenu Now, it's funny. Because there's another time when we read about this 10%. Not just over here. Where, do we, where did I just mention we have it? Right? Aser taaser. Sammy. How does it go? Not this one. Aser taaser. We read on the holidays. Ekot I said ma'aser tivua, right? I said, funny, that each time it mentions the concept of ma'aser, it says it in a double lashon. Over here, aser a'asre Over there, aser ta'aser. Why each time it mentions ma'aser, does it feel the need to mention it in the double language? So, literally, the Gemara, in numerous places, describes this concept. You find in the Torah, Numerous times where things are said in a double language. Hakem takim, ha'anek tanek. right? Many times you find hashev tishivem. You find these, uh, what's it called? Concepts that are reiterated two times. And sometimes that idea is that it's uh, a strengthening of a mandate. I really shouldn't say that word, sorry. It's a strengthening of a, of a requirement, of an obligation. Okay? What's the strengthening? Hashefti <laughs> you shall surely return. Or, ta'anik, you should surely help this person. You know, patoach yadecha. You open, you shall surely open. So it's just more. Right? It's more. However, the Gemara has a special derasha that it makes on aser ta aser, which it does not make in other places. So as an example, the Gemara says, aser ta aser, Aser, Bishvil, Shetita Asher. Give 10% in order that you should receive, you should become wealthy. The Gemara doesn't say, Patoach, Tiftach. Open your hand in order that you should become an amazing slap ball champion. It doesn't, it doesn't say that anywhere. It doesn't say, Hashayf, Return, you shall shu- return in order that you should return into shuvah. The Gemara doesn't make that derasha with all these other times that you have this double language. It doesn't say that what you're going to do, you're going to get for something else. And we've mentioned this many times. And part of the reason is because this is the only mitzvah that we can make that derasha. Because as the Gemara quotes in the name of the Navi, "Bechanuni na bazot," Hashem says. Test me, please, bezot, in this. But God is saying, test me only in this. person who tests God and says, I'm going to study Torah and I want to see if you're going to improve my life, asur. It's a lack of faith. It's a chutzpah also. God doesn't owe you anything. The Torah that you're going to learn might make up for a drop in the bucket of everything he's given you from the beginning of your life until now. Right? You don't, you know, you owe the bank you know, a million dollars. You don't come give them one dollar and say, I'd like to take out another loan. You're like, okay, you have $999,000 left to pay back, and then we'll talk about another loan. The guy's like, I learned three minutes of Torah, where's my new Parnassah, your new parnasa? You're still on the payment plan. You're on the interest-only 30-year fixed. What are you talking about? You haven't even begun to pay down principal Rahi. okay? B'chanuni Navazot, God says, test me in this tzedakah is the only thing in the world a person's allowed to say to Hashem, I'm throwing down the gauntlet, I'm challenging you. Show me the money. Here, show me the money, I'm going to show you the money, you show me the money. I'm going to give 10%, I'm going to even push myself, I'm going to give 20%, and when they give Maser, a person's allowed to challenge God. I have a person here in the synagogue who when we learned the laws of maaser, he learned this idea, he said, I can't believe it, I'm allowed to do that, and never knew I was allowed to do that. And he started ma'asehring Hashem. And the guy came to me and says, you know, this has revolutionized my life. I said, what do you mean? He says, ever since I started being strict on the laws of ma'asehr. What does it mean, strict on the laws of ma'asehr? The mishnah says in Pekavot, right? Um, and it's actually a source of a lot of discussion. The says a person should not be uh, rely on Amadot. Anyone remember the Mishnah and Pekavot? The source of the Machloket is that the language of the Mishnah and Avot is that it says a person should not exceedingly rely on Amadot. Okay? And as a Machloket, what does it mean? What does that mean, Amadot? Amadot means guesstimations. I think I made like around $100,000 on this deal, roughly, give or take, right? We like using these words. So how much do I owe to Tzedakah? 10, roughly, give or take, $10,000. thousand. do don't, not don't, don't guesstimate. And the Mepharshim bring two opinions. One opinion is that you're allowed to do it here and there. Second opinion is, why are we saying this? Because we're worried you might underestimate if you underestimated your 100,000 what did you give? You gave 9,500. How much do you really owe? 10,000. You're short 500. First opinion in Mifarashim is that you're short. You're hurting yourself. What? Huh? You're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself because you, you didn't give and you didn't get. Second opinion is even if you guesstimate higher even if you guesstimate higher it's a disrespect to the mitzvah to not do it exactly. Does anyone here overestimate and just say, look, I'm just gonna go high? Probably you know, I'll just give them a hundred thousand in taxes. We don't give them one cent more. Then right. Bizarre, you're gonna give them what you owe them, okay? You don't give them one cent more. You maximum, these guys taking everything I own, right? That's how people feel. When it comes to tzedakah, if you're guesstimating, it's like you're not taking it seriously. Imagine as an example, you were mixing a medicine, okay? And it needs 1.2 milliliters of this, and 0.7, and you have a guy who's making the medication for you, you're, you're, you know, in the hospital, yeah, something, whatever, you know, you know more, I got it right, more or less. I mean, right, it's not, you're not, you're not taking it seriously, so the idea here is, the idea here is, that if you're relying on amadot, it, it's not, it's, it's not important, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, on this, nabazot, test me, the guy says, I started being makpid on maser what does that mean, that means he has a separate account, that means that when he takes money in, what does he do with the money, Immediately, as soon as he gets his pay, as soon as he gets his deal, separates ten percent, puts it in the account. That way, oh, I think I gave. I'm not sure. Did I give? I think I got, went up to the shul. I gave that. Is that? Did that cover this? This cover? You're sitting there, right? You're taking something as a point and said, "That guy." And what are you turning it into, right? This expense, that expense. That money came in. That did came out. I'm not. You know, no one has any idea. I'm, I'll just give. I'll just give a little bit more. I'll be fine, right? What is that? That's a circus act. Right? What is that? Yeah? Al you know, I said, I'm a You can't give him that way. Now, listen to this. He said, since I started being strict on Ma'aser, he says, my whole life has changed. Every area in his life has gotten better, he said. Now, I didn't say that. He said that. He says, how come no one speaks about this? I said, no one speaks about Ma'aser. <clears throat> No no one speaks about sedaka. I said, said you're not not coming to enough classes. But you know what he said? And he said, and he's right. He says, no one speaks about the exactitude of ma'asir. You know, the importance of how to do it, and how to do it right, and how to check someone if it's real the halakha is you don't turn away a person Uh, if he comes you give him something but how much you have to give in order to fulfill you give him 50 cents you did it a dollar you didn't turn him away empty handed you want to give somebody some serious money find out for sure if it's legit he has a mikveh really? where? go on Google (laughs) I want to see the mikveh where is it? let me see Okay? The guy says he has a, a, what's it called? the yeshiva kula. Check it out. Ask the rabbi to find out. And that way you can give, and you can give more, because you know it was checked out. Every person that comes to collect sedaka, what do they have today? They have this piece of paper. You know what that piece of paper means? It means they went to a bet deen. It means they went to someone. The person looked over what they have. They say they need this kind of money. They say they have this many people. And someone is saying, this guy's not a sketch. That's why I always ask for the paper. You know the first thing I do when I look at the paper, if I'm checking for tzedakah, late, late. check the date. How does it says he has a, his wife gave birth to a kid, right? The kid's in the hospital, he needs treatments. You look up at the date, says 2007. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's marrying off the kid now, like you know what I mean? Instead, <laughs> I'm saying, now, now if, but I'm saying not, not because you're trying to get out of giving but because you're taking it seriously. I want to point this out. If you gave your money to tzedakah, to a person that doesn't, that doesn't need tzedakah, you, you owe that money to tzedakah still. That money is by you, you're a Shomer. It doesn't belong to you, that 10%. It belongs to the Aniim. It belongs to a poor person. If you, as a Shomer, didn't do the right, uh, what's it called? The right checking, and you gave it to someone or to something that wasn't worthy. You still owe that money, Zadaka. Imagine, imagine you give me a hundred thousand dollars. You tell me, Rabbi, watch it for me. And then you sometimes you tell me, give ten thousand dollars. This guy, ten. then I tell other fifty thousand dollars. You know, I gave it to this guy because uh, you know I think you might want to give it to him. <laughs> He's the type of guy that you might want to give it to. And then you come to me afterwards, and you say, where's the other 50,000? I was like, oh, there's this guy, he came by, had a really nice face, it seemed nice, like the Knicks. I gave it to him. The guy says, I never told you, right? You're a shomer, you're a watchman. You're, you're, that money is by you, uh, uh, it's there for a purpose. You have to give it to the right person. So the job of Asir asren ulach, it's not something that's between you and the poor person. It's between you, and God, and that's why it says, "Aser, <laughs> Yaakov Avinu was not only giving it to God and Korbanot; he wasn't giving it only to Bede Abayi to fix up the beta Hamikdash, which didn't exist yet. Okay, he wasn't giving—he uh, wasn't giving it to the Yeshivat Shemva Everon. He was giving it to all sorts of, uh, uh, you know, just causes. But his responsibility in giving out that ten percent—who does—who is it to? Who's our responsibility to, in tzedakah? Lach, to you. And therefore the Pasuk says, specifically by this double language, aaser aasrenu lach, aaser bishvil Asher. a person gives that tzedakah, they can know that that will come back in their deals, they can know that will come back. And sometimes, by the way, it comes back in funny ways. A person sitting there looking, 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 looking at, at, you know, at the deal sheet and they're like, I, I, you know, I gave this to that like guy, I didn't make anything. And then I say to the guy, but yeah, but how much rent did you pay on, on your offices? Did they, did something, oh yeah, something happened with the, you know, something happened where they lowered the rent. It's the same 10 grand. It's the same money that you find in your bank account for not paying expenses or for having something go your way. Or for having the the IRS approve, you know, a tax, you know, a, a, a tax document that actually saves you that money, right? It's the same way. God has many ways to get you the money back, and, and a person just needs to keep their eyes open, and then they will see the hatslacha that comes from the tzedakah that they give. Baruch